0: hey everybody Anne louise skittleman here for the first lady of nutrition podcast and i'm so happy to have all of you with us we're growing again by leaps and bounds and i'm most excited to welcome my newest sponsor cs health who has promoted a wonderful product called Vitalica, enzyme-activated broccoli dietary supplement with the most potent source of sulforaphane, which is so important as an antioxidant, helps post-exercise recovery, brain function, and skin appearance. So thank you, CS Health. Welcome to the First Lady of Nutrition podcast. And I'm equally excited to present to you Lloyd Burrell who is the fantastic director of Electric Sense, Lloyd, you are a fellow electrosensitive, hyperactivity individual, just like myself. Tell me how you got started in Electric Sense.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Louise. Thank you for the introduction. Um, So, yeah, it's like not as if I went out looking for EMFs or to learn about EMFs. It's that EMFs found me. One day I answered my cell phone and I had a reaction. And uh, a powerful reaction, an unpleasant reaction, a very quickly debilitating reaction. And, you know, people say to me, well, how did you know it was your cell phone? Because it was so darn painful, you know, literally over the space of a few calls. Um, I was experiencing this prickly sensation around the side of my head where I was holding the phone, uh, tingling skin, uh, and then just burning up what I now called, call hot head and hot ear Um, and that's how it started and it just went from bad to worse really from from that point on and um, I had these immediate symptoms so that was sort of like the um, skin associated symptoms and then there was kind of these neurological symptoms brain fog uh, confusion feeling just really out of it um not very uh, coherent not able to put my thoughts together a bit like waking up from a really bad hangover just from using a cell phone kind of thing and this is how it started did
0: did this happen to you all of a sudden was this gradual did it accumulate when did you start using a cell phone
1: it just came on out the blue and this uh, one day i answered my phone and that was it bam and, and that also,
0: year was 2002, the year, that year I, was 2002. Yes. I actually
1: started using a cell phone in 1997. I wasn't really a heavy user, certainly not by today's terms. And I was just using it because I was running a rental business uh, at that time. And people were calling me to book rentals. It wasn't like I was calling out people were calling me. And yeah, this was February. So it wasn't like a particularly busy time It's well before the season. And it was obviously, you know, looking back now I've researched it a lot and thought about it a lot and talked to a lot had a lot of uh, different opinions on it and it's very clear you know this was like a, a toxic like the, the way to explain it was my toxic barrel suddenly became full and um and that enhanced the reaction but the thing is that it, i wasn't only just reacting to my cell phone i was reacting to pretty much everything electrical electronic my computer the tv the radio in the car and um, even my corded landline. And so my life uh, and Louise became a living hell because I couldn't, I mean, I love gadgets and it stopped me, well, it didn't stop me from working, but it made it incredibly difficult and painful. And obviously I went to my doctor who sent me to other doctors and basically they could find nothing wrong with me. And um, I was... It was just getting worse and worse and worse. And I was just kind of going around in circles. And then one day I came across an article in the Daily Telegraph, which is quite a highbrow a newspaper. It was talking about a CEO of a big food group who'd got this thing. He couldn't use a computer, couldn't use a cell phone, was dictating everything to his secretary and was having to switch the electricity off at night to go to sleep and i'm going wow yeah this is me and uh, you you know i'm not on my own and uh, they put a name to this thing and it was electrical hypersensitivity and that was really
0: hypersensitivity
1: that's it and you know what i learned one of the things i learned through this whole process is that we're actually all electrically sensitive um, it's just that some of us some of us can feel it and some of us can't and um and what i initially felt to be just a really, you know, a short straw in life, I subsequently came to realize was just such a blessing. And I was actually so fortunate. And uh, it did, I did have to kind of rethink how I live my life and reorganize. And obviously I just started learning as much as I could about health and about EMFs. And that put me on this course where what I'm on today, you know, this mission, which is to raise awareness about these dangers um, and to, to to share solutions and you know i can never i've got particular perspective like yourself i think is that once you've been affected by this thing and you and you feel you know it's so profound and and because it's like once you re- you know the, what the science is saying very clearly is that emfs affect everybody again it's just some people can feel it some people can't but you know emfs impact everybody you can't feel it but your cells can And that's really what it boils down to. It's all happening at a cellular level.
0: Very, very, very true. You know, when I wrote my book, Zapped, which was now 11 years ago, because I am just like you, an electro hypersensitive individual, uh, the message was not received well. How is the message received in this day and time with the onslaught of 5G?
1: Well, I can tell you it's not received well at all, but that is not putting me off and the more obstacles they throw at me, then the, the more determined I become. Mm. And so, you know, I created my website in 2009. Um, I was I did a big summit in 2018, AMF Health Summit. You spoke on that summit. And things were going quite well. And then in 2019, I was deplatformed with a load of others like Dr. McCullough and uh, Green Med Info and so on. And um, so basically, it amounts to censorship. I wrote a book in... I also wrote a book uh, that year, which came out and I was, so I put it on Amazon. Amazon won't let me promote it. Uh, I'm censored on Facebook. And so my website is kind of rather non-existent compared to what, I mean, there's great information on there, obviously, but people can't find it. And so now with 5g, um, there's good and bad. And the good news is that more and more people are aware but the other side of the coin is that it's increasingly difficult for people to actually hear the truth on this. And that's all I'm interested in telling people really is the truth. You know, that's why I started on this, uh, because I wanted other people to, 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 to know what was going on. And the, hey, look, you know, this happened to me could happen to you.
0: And it happened to me so i know it's very much an issue but you know the question is how does one know if one is electro hypersensitive is there a series of questions that one can take is there any kind of questionnaire that's out there would a doctor necessarily know how to diagnose it that's my quandary here. you know
1: there's few doctors that really understand this very well um there's a doctor Palm here in france who's done some work on this and uh, developed some markers to, uh, you know, establish if someone can be called electrically hypersensitive, you know, people that are electrically hypersensitive, like they, most of them know it, or anyway, not, I I won't say most of them, but if you're hyper hypersensitive, then you've got a reaction around a cell phone. The the problem is, it's not really the, the hypersensitives. It's more the people, it's just like everybody is being impacted by this. And everybody it's adding to everybody's toxic barrel. And, you know, with Mm -hmm. what's going on today, Mm. it's incredibly... When I see people walking around with masks and so on and uh, following the government advice here in France and I'm following, you know, what's going on in the US, what's going on in the UK, Mm -hmm. and they're not talking about what they should be talking about, which is the immune system. Mm -hmm. And we should be looking at everything that impacts the immune system. So, you know, obviously I talk a lot about EMFs because that's what I know a lot about. And it is very profound about, you know, how EMFs impact our biology, but it's not, obviously what's going on in health is not all about EMFs. It's, it's EMFs and everything else. You know, there's so many other uh, toxins out there, so many other stressors, and it's this whole, it's, it's the whole shebang, you know, and you throw EMFs into that. And I call uh, the uh, EMFs, the, um, the super toxin, Uh, In in the sense that um, there is this very prolific effect, exponential effect, this synergistic effect of you get uh, the EMFs and the other toxin, you know, it could be the mold, it could be the chemicals. Uh, It could be infection, whatever. And it's not two and two equals four. It's two two and two equals 10 or 100. And this is how EMFs are, you know, because, again, we are electromagnetic beings Mm -hmm. right down to, you know, what's the definition between life and death? It's actually uh, voltage uh, across the cell membrane. You know, it's voltage. It's that's what really life is about. Electricity, electrons and charges. Uh, not about chemicals so yeah i'm not saying chemicals aren't important but we're actually living in this um, electromagnetic world electromagnetic universe and we can't ignore that and the more we ignore that then the more i think and what you know what i'm seeing is the more we're kind of going in the wrong direction uh, in terms of what's been done you know in terms of health generally uh, you know, and, 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 and particularly because, you know, with this new 5g world, which is coming, and I can talk about this a bit more if you want, but it's really going to change things quite considerably.
0: Tell, Tell my listeners in a very basic way, what the most common symptoms are of electro hypersensitivity. What can they expect? Is there anything strangely connected to it? Uh, I know ex- excess saliva, um, people that blush all the time, that may be some sort of electrosensitive symptom or, or such, uh, people that go on airplanes and have consistent nosebleeds. Give me the most unusual symptoms and the most common.
1: Well, the most common really is how it impacted me. So um, is this, the, the, the skin issues, the tingling, the prickly skin, um the 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 brain fog uh sensitivity to light is another big one which came over just days later um tinnitus is really uh many many people are suffering from skin uh, tinnitus so you know just it can be all kinds of skin problems hmm. um and uh tired you know this massive fatigue uh so i could um i've always been a fairly go-getter kind of person but this thing just knocked me out completely And, you know, I could go to bed and sleep for 12 hours and get up and I was just knackered. (laughs) You know, I was just a zombie. I was just a walking zombie. And no matter what I did, um, I couldn't seem to overcome this this tiredness so that, you know, that's. Uh, heart problems that's another one um there's and a lot why of studies would you on... say
0: and and i just want to
1: mm-hmm.
0: jump in here why would you say heart and brain problems are very connected to emf overload
1: well quite simply you know because that this is what the science is uh, showing us with uh, notably the work of uh, dr martin paul professor emeritus at washington state university a good and friend. his work on the uh, yeah Brilliant, brilliant man. Uh, He Honestly, he should be given a a Nobel Peace Prize on it. Honestly, it's just absolutely brilliant what he's done. And uh, he's given us this understanding of how uh, EMFs impact the body via the the cell membrane, these uh, voltage-gated calcium channels, these little uh, gates which are opening and closing and letting in just the right amounts of calcium,
0: Mm. except,
1: unfortunately, uh, EMFs mess all this up and letting in too much calcium... And causing quite simply premature aging, what Professor Magda Havas calls uh, radical uh, aging uh, sy- uh, syndrome, RAS. Um, and um, this molecule, peroxynitrite, sorry, I don't want to get too technical, but it's just like a, ch- a chemical cascade, which um, is set off, and oxidative stress is a big part of it. I mean, if anybody is. I'm sure you talk about that a lot, Um, you know, free radicals, oxidative stress and EMFs are driving all of this, this, um, you know, this calcium um, overload in the cells. And uh, so and this we have uh, massive concentrations of these uh, VGCCs, notably uh, in the heart and brain, you know, to to answer your question, So those are two uh, particular areas and also the reproductive system. And that's another biggie, you know, what it's doing. There's a lot of science on that, hundreds of studies on how it's impacting the male, uh, you know, in terms of sperm production. And there's less studies on females, but in a way it's more concerning with regard to women because, you know, women are born with one set of eggs and EMFs zap your eggs, ladies. And once they're zapped, that's it. You can't go out and buy some more.
0: So do you think that's one of the reasons women have such trouble conceiving
1: in this day and time you know you're looking at you know when you look at the stats um you know it's it's just um very astounding. alarming very astounding. yeah it is very alarming obviously we can't say this is all down to emfs but i've there is there is the science there, there as, as i say, there's a lot of science so if you know if the guys have got very poor quality sperm because of this, which we know this is one of the effects, um, sperm uh, motility, uh, sperm quality generally, um, sperm uh, mobility, um, lots of different ways that sperm is impacted. And when you add that into how it's impacting uh, women, we've got studies on um, you know how EMFs are causing miscarriages, um, how, you know, when the baby is in the fetus, what is, you know, what is that? It's a big bag of water and, you know, that's highly conductive. And so ladies, if you're using a, a cell phone, uh, you know, next to your, you know, just if it, if it's any really anywhere near your body, then that is that fetus and that baby is, is, is going to be impacted. That's for sure. Um, so can we say this is the cause of, you know, what's this, uh, decline in, in, um, you know, in uh, fertility and so on solely. I don't de- know. I don't believe that's the case, but I really do believe it is a major factor is a factor which mitigating has to be take- factor. Agreed.
0: Yeah. Uh, it I has so to be agree. taken into
1: consideration. Yes.
0: What about, let's talk a little bit about tumors, the, the particular tumors on the ear, the brain tumors and the parotid gland tumors, which was my mm. first sign of EMF toxicity.
1: Mm. Well, you know, um, there's been quite a bit of research. I mean, most of the research has actually been done on the brain. And the, the, uh, the biggest study that we have today is the NTP National Toxicology Programme study, which came out 2016-2018, $30 million uh, study paid by U.S. Uh, taxpayers, and they came out on um, clear evidence of cancer for schwannomas, that's of the heart, and some evidence of cancer uh, for uh, gliomas, so of the brain. And you know, this the problem is that when these um, there's a lot of massaging going on, you know, with with all of these studies. So it's it's rather misleading for people. Um, who hear about the, you know, when these studies are reported in the press, they tend to be uh, massively underplayed in terms Mm -hmm. of, you know, what they really found. And this was the case uh, with the uh, NTP study. Um, And nevertheless, you know, there was some evidence of these uh, gliomas. And other studies have, have, uh, you know, come to similar conclusions, notably the Interfan study, huge study, again, uh, multi-13 countries, 2010 study, uh, $25 million uh, study that was. And uh, they came out uh, saying that um, 1,640 hours of um, cell phone use, um, or starting from that, from at least 1,640 hours, then that inc- increased the risk of gliomas by 40%. Now that's a bit mind-boggling. Doesn't really mean anything, does it? One thousand six hundred forty amps, but that was over ten years. And mm. if you break that down, that actually works out at thirty minutes a day. So mm. what we're saying is mm. uh, that study. What it actually said was, using your cell phone for just thirty minutes a day can increase your risk of a brain tumor by forty percent. So, and let's not forget, you know, even the World Health Organization, as you know, I'm sure, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they're really just puppets, you know, for um, so many different industries, but notably the telecoms industry, when they came out uh, with in 2011 and said that cell phone radiation was um, possibly uh, carcinogenic. They classified it as a 2B. Obviously, since then, the evidence is very clear that it is actually, and it should be classified as a known uh, carcinogen. So, yeah, it is incredibly confusing for people because um, the studies, you know, to do these studies it require a lot of money. And and then often it's, you know, the, the, the vested interests are there and they're just wanting the studies to say what fits in with, you know, basically... Them trying to sell as many cell phones as possible.
0: Mm. So, do you think there's any connection between five G and the virus? <laughs> you know, and we all know the virus. <laughs> yeah. And this is a loaded yeah. question, but I know yeah. we spoke. We well, spoke a little bit really, So talk. this is
1: really, really hot potato. Yes. And I have to be incredibly careful what I say here because, you know, I'm not a doctor. Okay. So i you know, I'm always very eager just to tell people my little story when, before I start talking about EMS, because I don't, you know, and Louise, frankly, I do not pretend to be an expert. So I, I say my thing. And then if people want to call me an expert or whatever, I'm good with that, but I'm not trying to be something I'm not, but I have done my research on this. And, um, there is, um, you know, I, I published a really detailed scientific article with nearly a hundred scientific references on my website. You can go there and check which it is, out. Which
0: is, which is?
1: ElectricSense.com. Okay. And the article, um, I believe it's still on the homepage. It might've slipped off, but if you do a, res- uh, a search on it, uh, then you'll find it COVID uh, or you should use the bottom search box, not the top one, which is a Google one. It won't give you anything. Um, but um, And uh, this gentleman called Paul Doyen did some really brilliant, he's a building biologist and he was actually in China at the time this broke out and he kind of put two and two together, certainly with regards to the correlation, because there is a correlation, you know, with what happened in Wuhan uh, and the introduction of, of 5G in Wuhan and then boom, within like two months, uh, this thing called COVID-19 suddenly comes on the scene. And then, but not just in Wuhan, in other Chinese provinces, very strong correlation, that's to say, where all the, you know, where there was, because, I mean, Wuhan, it's just, it's 5G city. It's a model city. You know, they <laughs> they were, they should be, have been incredibly proud of this city, but obviously things didn't turn out quite how they planned. Uh, but it was, um, yeah, I mean, it's thousands, 10,000 antennas, I believe, uh, in, the, in the Wuhan area, and there's something like 10,000, or there was anyway, in the, uh, the United States at the time of the article. And then all these other places, which uh, there is correlation again, and obviously, you know, correlation, not causation. So let's not get carried away with it. But it is, certainly at the outbreak, there was a strong correlation, um, South Korea also, and uh, there's a number of countries where we could see 5G introduced covid got really bad and then beyond that um you know just in terms of um this how again with a lot of it's back to the immune system because emfs impacts our health in so many ways as you know and uh, one of the important ways is that uh how it impacts the immune system. And it actually, it can can go both ways. It can be, it can stimulate it or it can suppress it, okay? But there are hundreds of studies. What is clear is it dysregulates the, the, the immune system. And certainly just with regard to that, when we understand that it's super important to have a tip, well, maybe people don't understand because, you know, from where I'm sitting, this is just not being talked about how to, you know, how to bolster your immune system At this time, when we know that, you know, dealing with the virus is, is, you know, having a strong immune system is absolutely vital. And yet people are not being told this, not sufficiently clearly in my view anyway. And then when we understand how uh, EMFs, um, you know, the EMFs impact the immune system and, you know, just that alone. And then there's there has been some research done on this. And it is, again, incredibly difficult. To get um, you know um, research done, because you know who's paying, who's going to pay for this research, and then who's going to publish it? That's the other thing. Particularly on the, I mean, just even on the on the EMFs and the five G, it's a challenge. I know for a lot of researchers, um, they just don't get the grants, and um, and with this whole COVID nineteen, it's such a hot potato. But there is a researcher um, called uh, Dr. Beverly Rubik. Uh, Dr. Uh, Robert Brown, he's an MD. She's a PhD, and they have actually um, put out a paper. And I interviewed her a while ago, so you might be interested in having on uh, as a guest. She speaks very well on this uh, topic. Um, on, and the, so they've actually uh, put out a paper on the on the evidence for a connection between COVID nineteen and wireless, and particularly five uh, G. And they've mm-hmm. actually uh, pinpointed five ways in which this um this virus um intersects with um with these uh 5G's, 5G's exposures and you know so one of those ways um is uh, oxidative stress mm-hmm. um uh, another way is uh, the immune system uh, generally um changes in the blood. She she actually did some research on the blood back in 2014. I think it was uh, some uh, micro, um, uh, some live blood analysis. And she found then, I mean, nothing to do with the COVID that, you know, just having a cell phone in a bag. So this was actually people having a cell phone switched on in a backpack caused this Rouleau effect, this blood to to stick together, uh, cause cause this uh, spikiness of the blood, what they call uh, incinocytes, and uh, long-term cause reduced blood clotting time, uh, reduced uh, hemoglobin, et cetera. So that was just a cell phone in a bag, not even switched on, not even using it Mm. uh, for, I think it was 45 minutes. Um, And so obviously the effects are worse for when you use it. And notably, she she found that the effects were worse for the over 50s. I'm in that category. And I don't I'm not sure if you are probably not yet. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, no, no. I'm way over 50. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be closer no. to God only knows what very. cool No, quickly. let's not talk about that.
1: No, no, no. Uh, so but, but the point
0: to, being is the older you are, the more sensitive you seem to be.
1: So the three categories of a population which are particularly impacted by EMFs, and those are um, the elderly, the no. young and the pregnant women. And, you know, of the whole thing and the reason why I actually started talking about it, you know, I just shot a YouTube video. I shot a video in my living room and I put it on YouTube and that that was in 2009. And that was like the beginning. And I was just frankly pissed off. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that about, sure. you know, seeing children hold yes. phones and use phones. I was I was I was not well with it. Honestly, I needed to say something to somebody. And. I'm not really one to complain. And I thought, well, look, I'll just put it on YouTube and that's how it started. And it just grew from there. And then it grew into a mission of like, you know, wanting to share solutions. But so, yeah, so those are three categories, but to get back to your question about the COVID-19 so there's five ways that this, these, these wireless, this 5g, these all these different kinds of wireless um. These effects, the the wireless intersects with the COVID-19 manifestations. And so there's the changes with the blood. There's the oxidative stress, which was uh, mentioning uh, earlier. There's the immune system uh, disruption. There's this increased uh, intercellular calcium, which I was talking about. And then these effects on the heart, which I was talking about. And all those five things, which are bio-effects, of this thing we call radio frequency microwave radiation. Okay, folks, that's what it's really called. When Mm -hmm. you use a cell phone, you put it to your head, you're exposing yourself to radio frequency microwave radiation. So those five things which I've just gone through, yeah? Those are the five bio-effects, five of the bio, because there are many, but those five bio-effects tie in with with COVID-19 manifestations. Yeah. Amazing. So in terms of the, you know, the blood, the oxidative stress, the immune system, the, the intracellular calcium, the cardio uh, cardiac effects. If you look at what might, what the symptoms are, what's been observed in people who have the COVID, then that is it. It's the blood oxidative stress, immune yes. system, yes. intracellular calcium increase. Cause you know, the thing is right. Really important point is just that this uh, interest increased intracellular calcium this like preps the cell for viruses mm-hmm. it like it 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 it, mm-hmm. it, it, the, the, it makes our cells really vulnerable to, to viruses virus. exactly Just that in and of itself
0: in and of itself and are you aware that that it was a cruise ship i thought i think it was the princess diamond actually mm-hmm. had some 5g antennas on board
1: yes I've heard this, you know, and that is, that was part, that was in this really rather brilliant article that Paul did, Paul Doyen did. And, but obviously we're back to the correlation thing. And, but what we need to do is um, we need some solid science on the links between the two um, and how, you know, this, these wireless exposures are, are, you know, they're just, they're bad news, very simply. But they're eating. They're they're preparing. They're they they're creating this cellular damage, which then the virus is just like has a field day
0: especially because of that calcium. I'm so glad you brought that up because virus loves to multiply in the presence of excess calcium. So the calcium dysregulation of the EMFs is a huge, huge aspect here that most people don't recognize. Thanks to Martin Paul, that clarified. It was first brought into play years ago, however, by an English researcher, but he's really clarified most of that for us. So the calcium connection is absolutely huge. I'm just so glad that you've reiterated that. But I have another question. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. So I remember when doing my book and doing all kinds of uh, interviews on the circuit, people were concerned about the difference between non-ionizing and ionizing radiation, saying there was no proof that non-ionizing radiation from cell phones and towers and Wi-Fi did anything, but that the ionizing radiation from x-rays, CAT scans, and nuclear fallout was the real issue. How would you answer that question?
1: Well, you know, the whole ionizing, non-ionizing thing, it's like Okay, let's imagine there's this spectrum, we put everything on it, whereas down at the bottom, we have um, electrical power, what we call power frequency, you know, like uh, you're in the US, so like the 60 hertz, and then we're moving up and then we get the, um, well, the dirty electricity actually is in between the two, not many people know what that is, but that's literally intermediary frequencies um, in the kilohertz range, which was on electrical wiring, which is just, you know, it's in every home and office basically now uh, uh, yeah, uh, because of all these uh, energy saving devices, which are causing all this electrical, electro pollution on the wires, which of course doesn't stay on the wires and there are links to cancer with that. Um, so we've got this, so let's see. So what they're saying is, okay, so folks, you've got the spectrum there and on the left of the spectrum, you know, you've got this, um, uh, low, uh, frequency, very long wavelength, and then the, the right of the spectrum, then it's high frequency, shorter wavelength. And, um, so we've got this power frequency at the bottom and then at the top, we've at the very top, we've got, um, this like you know, gamma radiation and all that nuclear and, and everything. And we've got this line folks. Okay. We've got this line and everything to the left of that line is, non-ionizing, perfectly safe. Okay, folks. And everything, everything just to the right of that line is ionizing. So it's got sufficient power to break bonds in, in atoms. Okay. And so when it's ionizing everybody's agreed that that's dangerous you know I obviously nobody everybody knows like a nuclear bombs dangerous and that the x-rays are dangerous but when it's to the left folks so that's things like cell phones and the power frequency and the what you know this dirty electricity or intermediary frequencies all that's safe now come on how can the you know how, you know where' just think you you know common sense nature doesn't nature have light like lines where all of a sudden something's dangerous and then, you know, it's, it's safe and no, it just doesn't work like that. And, you know, what, um, really thousands of studies have now shown is that the, you know, between ionizing and non-ionizing, the mechanisms of harm are very different and it's, it's way more subtle. And so there is this, uh, you know, again, back to this, uh, VGCC thing, the voltage-gated calcium channel. But there's not only that. There's other mechanisms at play. It's just that that one is really well-supported. Um, uh, you know, there's like damage to the blood-brain barrier also, which is a huge <laughs> one. It's huge. There's a lot of science behind that. Um, and so it's the subtle effects. Um, and that's the difference. It's, it's how it affects. So with the ionizing, it's more like it's very clear and it's, it's, a, it's high energy and nobody disputes it. But these subtle effects, you know, the thing is, the result is that is exactly the same is what it boils down to. You know, the actual damage it comes down to, um, it, you know, in terms of your DNA, uh, single strand, double strand uh, breaks, proteins, your, how it impacts your stem cells. Uh, disrupt cell division, my, you know, the mitochondria, these energy factories in our cells, how it impacts that, you know, all of this, what it actually does to us at a cellular level is broadly the same with it, whether it be ionizing or non-ionizing. So why aren't we doing something about it? So what are
0: we doing about it? That's number one. Number two, what are you doing about it? And then I'll share what I do about it. I mean, I'm currently on a grounding pad as you and I are speaking. I have shungai on my left hand because energy comes in through the left side of the body. I'm going to be trying out Wendy Meyer's new uh, energy protecting pendant. I mean, mm-hmm. what can we do as well as limit our exposure? What do you do on a daily basis?
1: Well, so I've developed this, you know, my years of, struggling with this um i've i developed this really simple protocol to uh to deal with it and the protocol goes like this i call it the OM, um. and the OM. Um, so that's a <laughs> u for understand an m for measure and another m for mitigate so let's just walk you through that very quickly first thing is to understand because you know everybody including me you know when i got this thing i just wanted it to go away I didn't want to learn about EMFs and health and everything. I just want to get on with my life and, you know, live happily ever after with my wife and kids and everything. And I didn't are want you, to. Are
0: you in France because you think it's healthier than other countries, by the way? No, I to...
1: no I'm in France because my wife's French. <laughs> oh, there, there you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And we moved here. And that's the, that's the irony of the thing is when this happened, I was living the dream you know because i'd always dreamt of having my own business and we got this rental business and we were doing well it was um so 2000 we it was like 5 years into it and we were doing really well and you know i was we're eating well i was jogging down at the beach i was going to the gym and and yet yeah, and yet yeah, this emfs just you know took me by surprise totally And um, so there was obviously very clearly something, something I was missing, something very significant I was missing. And I realized what that was afterwards and I'll I'll, I'll come to that in a moment. But um, so the first thing is to understand because otherwise what you'll do is you'll do like I did is just like go out and buy everything and anything that gives any hope of making it go away. And that's what I did. Every harmonizer, uh, pendant, chip, um, resonator, uh, every, every, you know, everything imaginable. I spent a fortune on all of this and a few of these things worked for a little time, but nothing worked uh, long-term. The only thing that worked is, is, is this, um, and that's why I share that. And that's why I always come back to this. And people say, you know, you know you've heard of that so-and-so pendant, whatever, what do you reckon? And I'll go, look, do the, um, first. <laughs> and then if you want to go and spend, you know, a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars or more, even for some of these devices, then, okay, add that in. And, you know, frankly, I've been saying that for a long time and I have now reviewed some of these devices, but I still say, you know, when you've gone through this thing, then, you know, it's my duty. I'm not going to start saying to people, yeah, you know, go buy that and it'll, you'll be fine. It doesn't work like that. There are no quick fixes. Mm-hmm. The ARM works and the ARM is understand so it means understanding this whole thing and you know i've talked about it a little bit you know these this dirty electricity and this radio frequency microwave radiation and this um uh, electric fields and magnetic fields and you know this frequency and wavelength without going into to but just beginning you know get curious um subscribe to my website or you know uh, eht or uh, go to the buy uh, or uh, the Zori Glazer archive, which is another mm. brilliant, brilliant mm. resource which uh, Magda Havas has put one. online. The Magda yes. Havas um, website also. Excellent. Is another. Yeah. So, you know, don't take my word for it, but you just get curious on this. And I do podcast. and this is all I talk about pretty much, and energy, by the way, which, because it all is energy. Okay. Um, and get curious. That's the first thing. And then you'll realize how stupid it is to think that you can just buy something and plug it in or whatever or wear it and it it will just you know sort you out it won't okay it might help but th- th- there's lots of things to be done to be sorted out <laughs> um so the first thing is to understand get curious okay um rome wasn't built in a day it's gonna it's a bit of a learning curve uh, i'll agree to that the second thing is to measure so get yourself a meter something like the uh, trifield tf2 frankly if you don't measure you're totally in the dark right and you need right. a decent meter. And a decent meter, yeah, it costs a bit of money, $200, something like that, $150, $200. I know that's a lot of money for people, some people. But if you haven't got the money, you know, then save up. It's worth it. Or get one between friends. You know, you don't have to have a meter all the time. But get a meter. At some point, you need a meter. Because, you know, like when you, you know, like two-thirds of homes in the US, according to one study, have high magnetic fields. Yeah, we've not even talked about that. Yeah, That's another subject because everybody's like, 5g and you know cell phones and but that actually wired is in my mind in my view just as big an issue as wireless okay so we have to deal with a wired and we have to deal with a wire uh, with the wireless and to do that we need an emf meter which can measure all of that and probably a dirty electricity meter also unfortunately you need two meters and then the third thing to do at some point is to mitigate What does the mitigate mean? It means like we're just reducing your exposures. And how can you do that? Well, there's three ways. First thing is you can turn the thing off, just turn the darn thing off, whatever it is. If you can, if it's yours, if it's a cell phone, if you can't, then you increase the distance. Remember, distance is your friend with these EMFs. The further you get away, even a, a, a short distance away gives a significant reduction in exposure. Sometimes it can be thousands of times reduction in an exposure uh, from literally millimeters gaining millimeters. Um, and I, I mean, Anyway, don't put a cell phone next to your head, folks. Honestly, it's not a good idea. (laughs) It's not. I mean, I laugh and I do, you know, when I talk about this, um, I keep laughing every now and again. And I think, you know, Lloyd, why are you laughing? It's really serious. But it's just my way of dealing with it because it is serious. And people, you know, there's a lot of signs here and people do need to to take action. And the third thing is uh, to shield. And, you know, I always say shielding is a last resort because that's the other thing is like, You've got most people are not feeling this and really couldn't care less, and then you've got people that are health conscious, which maybe are going to start taking some steps. Te- 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 steps, and then you've got the other this tiny minority of which we are part of, uh, Anne Louise, who is like suddenly become electrically hypersensitive, and it's oh my god, what can I do? How can I share my bedroom? You know, how can I stop this thing? And it's, 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 oh, okay, slow down. Take a deep breath. (laughs) Shielding is a last resort. So shielding, because, you know, when you shield, inevitably you're introducing these man-made materials into your environment and that could be causing other problems so you might call you know you might solve your EMF problem but you could cause another problem uh you know chemical reactions you know uh, off-gassing and so on and stuff and you know having uh, a lot of these materials have got metal in them and silver and uh you know aluminium and uh so you don't really want that in your environment unless you have to and my approach is all about it's really about reconnecting with nature
0: because mm, that's where that. the answer really is i love that you know. concept how do you reconnect with nature are you a believer in grounding or
1: earthing oh absolutely you know it's the first thing i do every morning and this is another you know it's so controversial even that uh-huh. and uh, there's you know and the people at the the the, the, the um what is it the uh, institute of building biology bless them and i love them and um so they're you, you know they're those it's not that they're against let's be fair. But they, there are, you know, there are EMF consultants which are going out there, not just building biologists. And they're saying, look, I'm going into people's homes and they are ground. And that's why I was kind of raising my brows You can't see me when you're saying you're grounding indoors, because I don't recommend grounding indoors. I recommend grounding outdoors. You know, when I get up in the morning, then I go out and that's the first thing I do. And I actually you know i speak ground so i'm working with i'm working with the universe here and the, you know if you just connect into that you know we're very powerful creative beings and uh, you know working with the power of intention and and that's might, might sound really woo but there is a lot of science on this also um and there's so many ways to reconnect with nature but a lot of it is just get out in nature to start with quite simply and get away from the screens and um you know certain rules i have like for instance i won't do interviews any later than the one we've done with you so it's now 10 to 8 it's a little bit late for me i thought it was a a video one so i am i'm just going to switch it off actually i've got a light in here which uh, is very bright light and i don't like that at night so uh you know like we've not talked about lighting but you know all that very bright white lights. That's the simplest mm. way of putting it, which are actually CFLs, compact uh, fluorescent lights and, yeah, and LEDs. A, a uh, these these emit a lot of dirty electricity and frequencies, which again, it's not like you can see it. It's just, it's, it's playing havoc with your uh, circadian rhythm, this day night cycle. And we're not, you know, we've got the blue light in there as well. So mm. we have not evolved to have this blue light at night. And screens have blue lights, and this is a huge problem again. And there are, um, you know, there's a lot of science on this, how just this alone uh, can be a major disruptor of health and even promote cancer, just blue light at night. So even lighting, I'm really careful, uh, you know, with what uh, lighting I'm exposed to. And honestly, I am, because um, it's not, I can't, you know, it's like I live a normal life. No, I guess, like compared to. It's like I can, I could, I can use a cell phone. I do use my wife's cell phone. We have just been away for a few days, as I said to you just before we came on. And so when I'm away, you know, I uh, connect with her cell phone on a cable via my laptop. So I don't actually use a cell phone, but I'm using, you know, literally holding the cell phone apart from when I'm switching the thing on. But I'm, you know, so there are so many ways you can use these technologies intelligently. And that they be low impact in terms of your health, but people just don't know. And uh, so, yeah, so this is my mission: so that people know about this. And um, so, really, it's there's two things really. My the thrust of what I'm doing is firstly it's this EMF thing. So it's it's uh, dealing with these non-beneficial energies, which these EMFs are these electromagnetic fields, these man-made electromagnetic fields from all these devices uh of all this you know everything electrical basically so it's wired and wireless so it's 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 uh, mitigating your exposure to this to these non-beneficial energies and then it's um it's it's connecting uh with these beneficial energies forces of nature and um and energies and uh, devices which mimic nature. And so this is where, you know, it again, we're back to this thing with the, the gadgets. Yeah, I mean, OK, certainly um, I'm all for uh, devices which can uh, harmonize. And by the way, totally with you on the Shanghai. And that's one I particularly love because it's totally natural and it's actually... It's a rock. It's not even a mineral, and it's Mm -hmm. from Russia. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's got this particular molecular quality. It's got these fullerenes in it, which Mm -hmm. you don't find anywhere else. They think it came from this, uh, from a meteorite. Um, And this is the only place apparently it's between, um, it's on the border with uh, Finland uh, where they found this and the studies behind this, how um, Shungite has this harmonizing effect and uh, an antioxidant effect. And um, I believe actually there is a quantum effect, <laughs> um, but we won't go there. Um, but um, it's very natural and like if there's one thing, you know, I mean just just crystals and minerals generally, but for me, it's for somebody if somebody's listening to this and they're looking for maybe something that they can buy to introduce in, so I have wear Shanghai and I also have quite a large... Shanghai pyramid right in the middle of the house here, Mm. and um, you can all the domes work as well, and they are so that is a bit more expensive, okay. Uh, but you know, just a small bit of shanghai on a cord that's what I wear, and it's natural, you know, so it's natural. And anything which is a stone, uh, it's another way of connecting with nature, you know. So I walk around with stones in my pocket, so I'm very intuitive. I pick different stones on different days and sometimes I'll even pick up a stone off the ground. You know, you don't have to particularly, it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be something expensive, you know? So I'm very intuitive and that's the thing is to, is to listen to your intuition. But then one of the problems is, you know, so many people are with, are off skew with this whole EMF thing that they, they're, you know, they don't have a, a clear link to their uh, intuition they've they've forgotten how to use it you know to listen how to listen to that inner voice <laughs> um, and that is so important and so it's it's a whole journey all of this and uh yeah it takes a bit of effort but it's worth it and particularly you know if you've got kids and really that is the most important thing for me to share about this whole thing because i say to people look if you want to stick a cell phone next your ear all day long and that's one thing But letting children do this, honestly, it's criminal. It is criminal. When you know, when you've seen the science, and the science has been really uh, very clear since the mid-90s, Professor Gandhi did some brilliant work on this, and he showed quite simply, you know, that children are not little adults, right? They're not like small versions of adults. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their bodies are not formed. Uh, their immune system, again, is not properly developed. They have a higher water content. Just their skulls are thinner. You know, the skull is thinner. Therefore, they put the phone uh, next closer to their brain when they're using, uh, if they're using a cell phone. So there is, you know, there's a lot of, and the science has been replicated time and time again. And just that alone, it's like, you know, what, what is this world that we're living in where we're allowing this to happen? I mean, this is just so irresponsible. You know, parents should know this. Grandparents should know this. People should know this. Kids should not be using phones. So I know, you know, so um, your audience is probably not kids, but I'm sure everybody knows. Everybody has, you know, somebody who's got a grandchild or, you know, knows kids and things. And, you know, kids, you know, parents need to know this. Adults need to know this.
0: So I want to thank you for enlightening us. What is on What is on the agenda for you next, Lloyd Bureau?
1: You know, I'm going to uh, continue on this path. Of, on your mission, um, you're a man with a mission. You know, I am a man with so I'm I'm fortunate. So I know I know why I'm here. I know what uh, what I have to do. I don't quite. I never really understood. You know, I don't think I'm particularly good at this. Like I said, I don't have a science background. Uh, I do have. I think that's why you're so good at it. <laughs> Thank you, but um, I'm just. Trying to put it in terms which people can understand. And um, I, I guess I feel rather ordinary in many ways. And um, I, so I try to speak to people on their own terms. And um, yeah, it's, and that's so that's what I will continue to do. And really to focus on that, you know, people need to know that there are solutions. There are, um, that this, firstly, that this is, even though you can't feel it, that you've been impacted by it. Therefore, you need to do something about it. And even if you don't want to do it again, we're back to the kids thing. Whenever I'm saying like, okay, you don't want to do something, do something for, you know, for, for, for our kids, because that's, that's humanity we're talking about here. Um, you know, if our kids are, are sick, then where are we going? Um, so, um, yeah, and and. And if you are feeling symptoms, then obviously your motivation is there to actually do something about it. But if you don't feel the symptoms, then research this, get curious, and and then, you know, uh, start making some little uh, changes in your life. Maybe at some point you're going to buy yourself an EMF meter. And um, yeah, my work is really that and helping these people that are super sensitive on how to deal with it. because. I don't get the symptoms. I don't get the debilitating symptoms anymore. I'm finished with that. So mm. I can go on long haul flights. I can sit in front of my computer all day long. Uh, if I use a cell phone a lot, like so like uh, texting and stuff like that, or even on loudspeaker, then I'll feel it, it'll bother me, but then I can switch it off. So I'm very fortunate. And so that's, yeah, that's where I really, where I'm going is helping other people do that too. Because there's a lot of people that are suffering out there.
0: and don't know what they're actually suffering from. So I want to thank you for being my guest today on First Lady of Nutrition Podcast. Will you come back? Of course I'll come back. I love it. And I want to remind everybody that Many years ago, I wrote a book called Zapped, Why Your Cell Phone Shouldn't Be Your Alarm Clock and 1,268 Ways to Outsmart the Hazards of Electromagnetic Pollution, which is a very good adjunct to electricsense.com. Pick up the book, visit Lloyd Burrell's website. And I want to thank you for being with me on another episode of First Lady of Nutrition. Everybody have a blessed, healthy week. Stay safe. Love you.